This is Bought by the Hour, and I'm your host, Jill. Welcome to Episode 3, I Love New York. This week, we're going to cover my move to New York, the switch between boyfriend and trafficker with Jack, and the beginning of being trafficked for me. I can't wait to tell you this story, and I'm so glad you're here. As always, before every episode, I want to insert a clear content warning. Some of the topics that we discuss are considered disturbing or triggering. I want you to consider this before listening any further. Some of the topics that we discuss are physical, mental, and sexual abuse, violence, trafficking, and drug use. So I want to kind of start off this episode by letting you guys know that this first, you know, couple of days in New York is probably the hardest part for me to talk about, um, is one of the most traumatic events in my entire life. Um, and that sudden switch from thinking, you know, someone to finding out that you don't (laughs) is like, um, it's a lot on your brain and it's just really hard. So, um, if there are longer pauses than normal, I apologize. I'll try to cut them out as much as I can. Um, but you know, I try to keep it as real as possible. And so I try not to edit out as much, you know, as, as, you know, (laughs) possible, but also I say, um, a lot. So there's that. (laughs) For those of you that are just now joining us or didn't catch the last episode, um, when I went to New York, it was originally only supposed to be for 30 days. It was just going to be to get a job, save up some money, and then we were going to go back to my hometown and live there, Um, which thinking back now, that sounds like who would agree to that, right? Like (laughs) Someone's just going to be like, yeah, I know we just started dating, but yeah, I'm going to move back to your hometown with you. screw my job and my life. (laughs) But, you know, older and wiser. So um, it was a 24-hour Greyhound ride to get to New York, which, you know, is crazy because everything on Greyhound just takes insanely longer. So many stops and and all that and um, layovers and bus changes. And, um, and that was my first time ever doing anything like that. So, and you know, at this point I'm still excited, right? Because I have like no clue what, what is lying ahead of me right now. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm on this like road trip and I'm going to take all these selfies. I'm going to buy all these like little touristy things. And I'm like, so naive, so naive. Um, And so the bus ride there, honestly, I mean, while it was long and obviously it's not comfortable to sleep on a Greyhound, um, it was, it was not, it wasn't that bad. I was in a great mood. I thought I was going to meet the love of my life and we were going to just build this empire and the whole world is going to be fantastic. Roses and unicorns. Um, so when I got to New York, um, if anybody has been there, traveled there, a majority of the stops are you get off at the Port Authority, which is like downtown Manhattan. And let me tell you, when I got off of that bus and I got my luggage and I'm like walking through, because I've never, I've never been there before in my life. So I'm trying to kind of figure out like where I'm going. And then I look across and I see Jack and 
it was like a scene out of a movie. I like dropped my bags and took off running and we hug and it's like this, oh my gosh, I've waited to like do this for forever. And he goes back and he's like, okay, we got to get your thing. Somebody will steal it. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Welcome to New York. <laughs> so Jack grabs my bags and just kind of takes off. And so I follow behind him and he proceeds to get on a subway which I, that was my first time, all of these things just for my first time. And I'm just like astounded by New York. It's one of those things you can see it in movies and on TV, but until you are there, um, you know, it's just not something you can fully, you know, comprehend the, the magnitude that is New York. Um, but we do the subway and then we were on like a city bus. First time I'd ever in my life, I'd never ridden a city bus before. And then, um, we took a dollar cab, which is, I will explain it later. It's a long story. (laughs) Um, but there was just all these first things and I'm still like reeling with emotion and, oh my gosh, this is going to be fabulous. And, like, you know, just trying to soak it all in as it's happening. And I'm in a brand new place. I don't know anybody here except for Jack. And this is like the largest, you know, and probably one of the just craziest places that there is as far as the, the mentality that is, you know, the culture of New York. And I have no idea where I'm at. And I'm at the complete mercy of Jack because I'm just following him to, wherever we're going. I I mean, I assumed we were going to his house. Like that was just kind of, but there was never any like, come on, let's go home, you know? (laughs) And so, um, we did go to his house. We go and, um, and that was, oh, um, so we go in and I'm kind of just, you know, taking in my surroundings and, he shows me to the bathroom. He's like, I'm sure you want to take a shower and stuff. You know, I'd been on a bus for 24 hours. And so I get in the shower and kind of clean myself up. When I come out of the bathroom, um, in a towel, he has like opened my luggage and gone through my stuff and picked out an outfit for me to wear to dinner. And I remember thinking like, is this like, am I creeped out right now? Or is this like super cute? Like, Cause I don't think I've ever had a guy care what I wore much less like attempted to like pick out an outfit for me. <laughs> like that's just not something that I've experienced. And so I was like, okay, all right, I'm just going to take it all in. You know, um, you know, this is New York is like, right. Like fashion headquarters. So why would, why would the guy not want to pick out my outfit? I don't know. Um, And so he's like, you know, are these the highest heels you brought? And he like holds up like these, like, (laughs) I was being like super adventurous when I bought them because I cannot walk in heels. Um, Well, I can now. I could not at that point in my life walk in heels. Um, And so I had bought them. They were like these knee high, crazy, like five inch, you know, and I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, those are the highest heels I brought. <laughs> and so he's like, okay, yeah, you'll wear these. And I'm like, okay, well, I hope we're not going very far. <laughs> um, cause there was a lot of walking involved, like, you know, in the last round of travel. So, um, 
I get dressed and, you know, I do my hair and my makeup and I get all ready and he gets all ready and um, there is a lot of walking involved, but I toughed it out for quite a while before I showed that I was in any pain because I was really trying to be like, you know, I didn't want him to see right off the bat that I was kind of a wimp with the whole heels thing. Um, and so we get to like this downtown area and I, I think out of trauma, you know, parts of this night are, are very spotty. I think my brain is trying to kind of protect me. I probably dissociated during a majority of the events of that first night. Um, I, I remember when we got there, and we stopped in like this place that was kind of like sketch looking. And I'm like, well, I thought we were going to dinner. <laughs> you know, like naive me is like, is the restaurant closed? <laughs> and um, so I'm kind of like, well, what's, what's going on? You know? And, he, and he's like, um, he goes, so listen, he goes, you just, you're going to stand right here. Okay. He's like, and cars will stop and they'll, they'll honk at you or they'll flash the lights at you. And so you go up, you give them the prices and they'll tell you what they want and you get the money before you get in the car. And then he said, 10, 15 minutes tops. It should not take longer than that. And I'm like, what, what, um, what? <laughs> because I'm in like utter disbelief and I'm like, uh, and he's like, hold on, do you have your phone? He's And I'm like, yeah, he's like, let me see it. And so still, you know, naive, I'm like, um, okay, because I'm, I'm trying to like comprehend what's happening right now. Like, what is this whole situation? And so I like hand it to him and he sticks it in his back pocket and hands me a different phone. And he's like, my number is stored in here. And, and walks away. And I was like, wait, I thought we were going to dinner. You know, like, as he's like, and he's like, we are. He's like, you just got to get the money first, babe. And I was like, what? What? I don't understand, you know. And so, like, <laughs> I'm complaining about my shoes hurting and I'm trying to, like, follow after him. And he's like, no, no, you got to go back. So I go back over to the spot and um, he's trying to, like, talk me through it again because I'm still, like... I'm so dumbfounded, like, by this whole situation. I'm just, like, super thrown off. And on top of that, I was super naive. Um, I, at that point in my life, did not even know that pimps and hoes were still a real thing. I thought that that, that was, like, a Halloween costume, you know, that, like, the weird white guy at your high school dresses up as. Like, I, it just... So, uh, as we're standing there going over this for like the third or fourth time because I'm like now you want me to do what <laughs> um a police officer pulls up and like flashes his lights and does his little burp burp, and I'm like oh this is it I'm getting saved <laughs> from whatever weird situation I have found myself in <laughs> um but nope nope Jack walks right over to the police car and leans in the driver's side window and they're sitting there talking and laughing and um, a car pulls up at the same time and flashes their lights. And so I'm just kind of staring like, what, what do I do? You know, and 
he, Jack looks at me and he's like, go, go over there now. And, and so I, <laughs> I start to like cross the street and I guess because I'm like paralyzed with fear and confusion at this point, I, my knees are shaking. My, I can hardly like, and, and the cop comes over the loudspeaker and makes a joke about me and calls me the B word which I won't say because I didn't mark this episode for explicit content. <laughs> but I I realized at that point that nobody was coming to save me. Not even the cops. Like they they are they're in on it. And and that was that was a really hard night. Um things escalated pretty quickly from there. But I think we'll save it for another night. Thank you for listening. I'm so glad you guys were able to join me for episode three. I'm sorry if there's a lot of ums and oohs and ahs and pauses. This is sometimes even harder for me to talk about than I thought it would be. Um, There's just a lot of details that I haven't relived uh, specifically. So um, I'm glad that you guys are walking through this with me. And if you guys have any questions or comments, please visit my site on Anchor. And there's a spot where you can leave me voice messages. Um, But also, if you guys could please share this with your friends, the number one way for this to get out is through you guys. You know, I can pay for Facebook ads and I can post in groups and stuff, but word of mouth is the number one way. So if you are a supporter at all, please share this with your friends. And thank you for joining me. I'll see you guys next week.